1: Welcome to our number two of a Monday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM Channel 159, all across the SportsGrid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here live on this Monday morning. The NBA playoffs continue tonight. A pair of game number twos following the opening weekend in the association. We'll preview both of those games here in our number two from the prompt perspective and the overall landscape of the NBA playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs also starting on this Monday evening. We'll continue to go around Major League Baseball and we are now just one and a half weeks away from the 2023 NFL Draft. The NFL offseason continues to give us headlines as we are just 10 days away. From that opening round on a thursday night in kansas city april 27th right after we left you on friday in the afternoon hours more news for the arizona cardinals they hold the number three overall pick in the 2023 nfl drafts first round and there is not necessarily the most optimistic picture for the cardinals this offseason in the desert because a pro bowl safety one of the best defensive backs in the entire national football league Buda Baker has reportedly requested a trade from Arizona. New head coach Jonathan Gannon coming from that defensive background was probably hoping to have Buda Baker as a part of his defensive scheme, but Buda Baker has requested a trade from the Arizona organization, that according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. 5 of 6 years in the National Football League Buda Baker has spent in Arizona. All 6 years in Arizona, but 5 of the 6 He has made a Pro Bowl, including the past four consecutive seasons. That is what Buda Baker represents to this Arizona team. He is known as one of the faces of the franchise, a leader defensively, now asking for his way out. And the overall picture, again, for Arizona this year, looks a little bit dismal in the desert. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals and their odds for 2023, Win total is now up and available all around the league and all around the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's a five and a half number for that win total for Arizona, the under having very heavy juice. It is the lowest win total out of all 32 NFL teams entering 2023, 24 to one to win the NFC West division, the longest odds of any team to win any division in the National Football League. And they are 85 to one to win the conference championship in the NFC by far the longest price there's a couple of teams with a 35 to 1 number now but that's time for the second longest odds it's a 50 dollars drop off to where arizona finds themselves at 85 to 1 it's a really drastic picture for the cardinals when you think about it just two seasons ago in 2021 they were primed to win the division before they lost four of their final six games in the regular season but still made the playoffs things seem very optimistic for the young head coach in cliff kingsbury the young quarterback in kyler murray he was paid this past offseason a five-year 230 and a half million dollar extension and then late in the 2022 campaign kyler murray is injured on a monday night he's going to miss a majority if not all of 2023 Things do not seem all that optimistic or all that pleasant right now for the Arizona Cardinals franchise entering a new NFL season in 2023. Quickly, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Our number two of the morning after, live right here on the grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. Arizona does hold the number three overall pick. For the 2023 nfl draft but as we brought you the update last week according to espn's adam schefter arizona has heard from at least six other nfl organizations that have expressed some level of interest in that number three overall selection which is really always matched up with the odds it's been very interesting to look at those number three overall pick odds because Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, has long been the favorite to be that third overall pick. And look who's just behind him now, C.J. Stroud at plus 250. Two quarterbacks are the two best prices to go third overall. But despite Kyler Murray most likely not playing a ton, if at all, this upcoming year, Arizona invested in him heavily this past offseason they're not going to draft a quarterback with that third overall selection those odds might be an indicator that Arizona is shopping that third overall selection and if you have a quarterback as a heavy odds-on favorite to go first overall CJ Stroud out of Ohio State still remains the favorite to go number two although a defensive player in Will Anderson is making his way up the board in two quarterbacks favored to go three a quarterback in Will Levis the favorite now to go fourth overall it should tell you this is going to be a quarterback rich draft class for the total number of quarterbacks taken in the opening round only 31 picks this year in 2023 the number is at four and a half I would not be surprised to see four quarterbacks go in the top 10. That has only happened one other time since the year 2000 in the history of the NFL draft. It was back in 2018 when Baker Mayfield went first overall, Sam Dar- Sam Darnold third overall, Josh Allen seventh, and Josh Rosen rounded out the top 10 at 10th to those Arizona Cardinals. We have not seen it happen often. Five quarterbacks taken in the first round, 2018 and two years ago in 2022, but it might be the story here in 2022. 23 now to major league baseball a weekend recap around the diamond up next on the morning app
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: A weekend in review around Major League Baseball, the daily basis, live right here on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. We welcome on Craig Mish, live right here, right now, the host of Newswire. It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time, following us here on the morning after, and our Major League Baseball insider here on SportsGrid as well, breaking some news on this Monday morning. Craig, we'll get to that in just a moment, but thank you for joining us here as always, live on a Monday on the morning after
2: sure Ben great to be with you lots to talk about of course Uh, a lot of fun NBA games a lot of upsets too yesterday but naturally we talk baseball here with you and I so let's get right to it
1: certainly and we'll dive all around the bigs but Craig in agreement this morning an extension between the Minnesota Twins and their pitcher Pablo Lopez as you broke the news just about half an hour ago on social media a 4 year deal worth 73 and a half million dollars that extension inked between Minnesota and Pablo Lopez Craig how did this extension come to be done between Minnesota and Lopez's representation
2: yeah, well, Ben, it's it's a really great story, I think, because you know, Lopez was traded to the Twins in the offseason for Luis Arias, who's also been fantastic for the, for the Marlins, by the way. Lopez in particular, though, uh, Pablo's been fantastic. I mean, he was awesome in the World Baseball Classic. And then in the early season with the Twins, I mean, you can make the argument he's looked like the best pitcher in the American League or close to it. He leads the league in strikeouts. And he's developed this new pitch that a lot of other pitchers are throwing also, Ben, called the sweeper. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like the new rage in baseball. And with the addition of that pitch to go along with the arsenal that he already had, I think the Twins were very smart to try and lock him up. I know they had been talking about this for a few days now, but in the end, this is a really big payday, Ben, because again, he was not going to be a free agent next year either. He was still arbitration eligible. So over $73 million dollars. Uh, for pablo lopez who you're 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 paying for the pitcher you're also paying for the person and in my history of covering the game ben this is an elite character guy and he's going to be yeah. fantastic for that team both on and off the field for a long time so congratulations of course to pablo and uh and and, and to me just a huge payday for a great yeah. person and a great pitcher And now we'll just see how good he is over the course of the season i mean i, I think he could be an all-star i think he could be in the Cy Young conversation too
1: And as Craig broke the news just a little bit ago on this Monday morning, a four-year deal, an extension for Pablo Lopez in Minnesota, worth $73.5 million. Craig, like you mentioned, Lopez leading all of the majors at this moment with 33 strikeouts. Hot on his heels is Garrett Cole with 32, a complete game is what Garrett Cole delivered yesterday for New York. 2 nothing, the victory for the Yankees against those twins. Only gave up two hits, shut out baseball, and struck out 10. Garrett Cole has been sensational to begin this 2023 campaign for the Pinstripes. Craig, how would you describe his start to this season?
2: Yeah, I think I mentioned Pablo, maybe for the Cy Young. I think Yankee fans would take exception to that, and, and I understand that, too. <laughs> I think the difference for Cole, I mean, Ben, is it just as simple as home runs to me for Garrett Cole this year? He's not allowed a home run in any of his starts this season. I mean, to me, that is the story. And when we go back and look at it, Ben, they they sort of, I felt, gave some of the elite starters in baseball a little bit of a problem for not pitching in the World Baseball Classic. Remember those days Mm -hmm. (laughs) about a month ago? We're not talking about that anymore. Garrett Cole did not pitch in the WBC. And look how great he's pitching in the regular season. So this is the dynamic that we're going to have to fight moving forward to try and make it work. But to me, that that's the stat. That's the number that sticks out more than anything else, Ben. But uh, as you know, Cole was prone to giving up home runs, yeah. especially in that short porch of right field in Yankee Stadium. I don't know if he can maintain that but <laughs> for the next few starts here, not giving up a bomb in this bomb city that we have of Major League Baseball. But to me, that's why I think he's had the success that he's had
1: a decision, a win in all four of his starts so far this year, a perfect 4-0 record, a sub 1 ERA at .95 and he is the favorite to win the American League Cy Young right now at plus 450 on or 4 to 1 excuse me on the FanDuel sportsbook. Craig when Garrett Cole is pitching like this for the New York Yankees, what does it mean for the pinstripes the rest of this season?
2: Yeah. By the way, that graphic does not have Pablo Lopez, and it has Carlos Rodon. Like, like, mm. how how does FanDuel not have Pablo Lopez even in the conversation with, against the guy who has not pitched all season long? I don't know. It Feels like I can yeah. just gave you some value there if you could find it uh, over on FanDuel. Unless I'm missing something. Uh, look, I, I mean the, the Yankees, you know, clearly th- this is who they are. They get off. To, they they generally Ben get off to these good starts every single season. They hit some slump in the middle of the year. They're an all or nothing team. Uh, but at the same time, the one thing that they have to do, and you probably would have said this for you know, a lot of teams in the big leagues, is keep those two big hitters healthy the entire season, the ones that they have, and John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge. Judge has been relatively healthy over the last few years, but Stanton, as you know, over the weekend, was placed back on the injured list. So I'm going to be curious to see how the Yankees sort of piece that together. And and naturally, it would be nice for them to get Carlos Rodon. But uh, boy, how, how is he 35-1 to 1 in my guy? Am I, am I crazy here looking at this graphic here? Yeah, Pablo Lopez, I don't see him no. there. Come on, get it fixed.
1: He He's not. He's only $5 behind, though, Craig, at 40-1. to 1, okay. So maybe okay. some value for the pitcher that leads all of MLB with 33 strikeouts this year. The Yankees off to a 10-6 start, but the second best price to win the American League East. The Rays are the favorites. A 14-2 start now, Craig, because they won 13 straight to start this year matching a major league baseball record for the best start to a season at 13 and 0 in the modern era then they lost two straight to uh, to toronto on friday and saturday before avoiding the sweep with a win yesterday eight to one against the blue jays so craig what is your overall takeaway from this weekend between the two al east divisional foes in the blue jays and the rays
2: yeah, I think the Blue Jays are formidable. I think they're a postseason team. We saw that last year, too. So this does not come as a surprise. And and we're going to talk DFS real quick here. I mean, Kevin Gossman is the highest-priced pitcher tonight on FanDuel. As a matter mm. of fact, too, he's having a fantastic season. Uh, I, I guess, Ben, when we when we last talked on Friday, I said the Blue Jays would beat the Rays at some point this weekend. But I didn't think they'd win two or three. So I guess this uh, does surprise me a little bit, but I, I still think that it's a four team race. I'm not eliminating Baltimore from the conversation. And mm-hmm. I think the American League East, along with the National League East, probably the best two divisions overall in baseball. I know some folks thought the NL West at the beginning of the season, but boy, the Giants are hurting a lot of injuries and have got off to a tough start.
1: The Blue Jays ten and six this year. All five teams in the American League East, five hundred or better, even the Red Sox at eight and eight. The O's one game above 500 as well the best team in the National League right now Craig a team we've seen at the top of the NL in the past few seasons the Braves have won six straight games a 5-4 victory yesterday against the Kansas City Royals how do you evaluate the start this year Craig for Atlanta
2: yeah not surprising at all Braves still the cream of the crop in the NL East and I think that they are going to be the team to be. There's no question. Look, you know, Philadelphia got off to this rough start, but I think they'll get it figured out, and I think the Mets will be there in the end. Although both of their pitchers now, with Max Scherzer and Verlander, having issues, along with Quintana at the beginning of the season, uh, look as a good team, Ben, you can't, you know, basically ignore the teams that are in front of you. Kansas City's not very good. The Braves go in there, they sweep. The Mets go into Oakland. What do they do? The game was close yesterday. They sweep two. You, you can't create the schedule, but this is the dynamic, Ben, that we have not seen in the past. You have a lot of interleague games and and sometimes easier games on the schedule than you would have anticipated in years past. So definitely the Braves are a team to beat in the National League East, in my opinion. And to double down on that, we got Jacob DeGrom tonight for Texas going up against yep. that Kansas City offense on FanDuel. He is, uh, he's priced just under 11000 that will be the pitcher that I picked tonight. I know we're running short on time, so trying to sneak it in here. So uh, DeGrom will be the pitcher. And then it's, it's cool. You know, the Rockies are going to be at home a lot now because at the beginning of the season they play on the road because of the weather. So Ryan McMahon will be the uh, the hitter that I'll use tonight. Uh, 3,200. Uh, Coors games, Ben. You got, you got to play the guys at Coors. You, you can't ignore the slate.
1: DeGrom and the Rangers, a minus 210 favorite on the road in Kansas City in Kauffman against the Royals. Craig, you mentioned the A's and the Royals. The A's 3-13, the worst record in the bigs. Kansas City, not much better, 4-12, the second worst mark so far this year. Craig Mish, thank you very much. We'll see you on Newswire up next, but more the morning after continues.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: At this time, with playoff action all across the sports landscape, we need somebody that can do it all and that's what we have for you here live on this monday on the morning after on sports group because fan duels tom vecchio is a jack of all trades he is our home run prop king but here we are on this monday night tom where we have two nba playoff games we have multiple NHL playoff games that start the Stanley Cup postseason this evening. Baseball around the slate as well. The jack of all trades with a big Monday performance upcoming. Vecchio, as always, thank you for your time here on the morning after.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is one of my favorite days, weeks, stretches of the of calendar year. The NHL playoffs start tonight. We're you know starting the bay- baseball day early with uh, the Bruins. Yep. Uh, stop sorry, not the Bruins. The Red Sox hosting the Angels. I'm ready to go.
1: See, that's hockey on the mind, though the Boston Bruins, a historically good team this year, the most ever points in a regular season, the most ever wins in a regular season as well. They were the best team in the NHL, the best team in the regular season. Vecchio in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, but with no Giannis Antetokounmpo, pretty much following the first quarter, the Bucks go down yesterday at home against Miami. 131 17 Jimmy Butler was sensational 35 points 11 dimes Chris Middleton did step up for Milwaukee 33 points but in a losing effort there is some time Vecchio for Milwaukee to get Giannis healthy they don't play game number two until Wednesday but if a star goes down who do you expect to step up in the biggest way from the prop perspective
3: yeah, this is a question I think we're going to be answering for a lot of teams. Whether it's the Grizzlies, whether it's the Bucks. Uh, you know, we saw Anthony Davis leave yesterday. Uh, a lot of injuries to start, and you know, a lot of this can come down to very strict coaching rotations of what we saw from the regular season. You know, when John Morant is out, we know that Tyus Jones steps into the starting point guard role. When Attent Kupo is out, we know that Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis see elevated offensive roles. So we have a very large sample size, especially for the Bucs. We can go back a couple of years and look at what they've done when a to is off the court i will say uh you know the game lines were just posted recently on the sports sportsbook yeah. and you know 220 as a total i think is pretty spot on and i will say when it comes to the points prop for middleton for drew holiday they're probably going to be a little bit elevated if we do see a miss and i think that's probably the spot that i want to take the unders on them just because we know yeah. how good Miami can be on defense. They were in the, they were one of the slowest paced offensive teams in the league. They will look to slow things down when it comes to that matchup, whether Tim Kukmo is playing or not. And I think the first game had too many points. It was just not something I expected. So uh, I am looking to right. take a lot of unders moving forward.
1: Milwaukee was booked as a nine and a half point favorite for game number one yesterday at home against Miami. The Bucks right now for game number two, despite being down one nothing in this series and questions around Giannis' status. Still a a six-and-a-half-point favorite for Wednesday night inside the Pfizer Forum. Tonight, game number two in the series between Philadelphia and Brooklyn. The Sixers winning by 20. Vecchio in the first game of the NBA playoffs on Saturday afternoon. Tonight, they're a double-digit favorite. Ten points at home for the Sixers. What's the approach for game two between Brooklyn and Philly?
3: I think that line is right on the borderline of what I would consider too much. You know, granted, Philly looked awesome in, you know, the game overall. Brooklyn looked certainly very good in the first half. They just kind of got beat by a better team. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly covers this, you know, 10, 10 and a half point spread. I think that's ultimately a stay away. My favorite spot is probably going to be continuing going to Harden, and it's going to be assist prop. You know, he is just mm. so good at facilitating their offense. Uh, we saw Tobias Harris step up and have a good game, whether it's, you know, Harden feeding the ball down low to Embiid. I think that that is the spot to go regardless of the total or regardless of the spread. He's still a player that can be ultimately very effective. He's on the court, and he's going to be out there for 35 to 40 minutes every single night. So I don't have a strong take on the total, not on the spread. It's going to be sticking with Harden tonight.
1: Ten and a half is that assist prop for James Harden. He had 23 points, 13 dimes in game number one against Brooklyn. His points prop for the Beard tonight, 20 and a half so philly cruises to a game one victory they win by 20 boston cruised to a 30 point lead at the break atlanta made it a little bit interesting in the second but the celtics still cover as a nine point home favorite on saturday afternoon milwaukee goes down in game number one the celtics now favorites in the eastern conference tom has your perspective on the east changed at all following this opening weekend of playoff basketball
3: it has and you know the Bucks were looking like the team to beat and you know coming out of the other side of the bracket whether it was gonna be the, the 76ers or the Celtics and that was gonna be a tough match with the second round for both of them you know now we see the Bucks as a team that that look a little bit susceptible and I think that has me ultimately interested in when it comes to the Cavaliers because we saw the Heat lose Tyler Hero and if the Cavs can come back against the Knicks I think they are in a spot to potentially beat the Bucks, with or without a Tentacumpo or the Heat if the Heat can pull off the upset so I think the Cavs are the most interesting team the number on the Celtics is just too short I still think that they would be the best team when it comes to the east if we yeah. do not see the Bucs healthy with the Tentacumpo but uh, a lot of question marks on I would say all well, both sides uh, east or west right now
1: Tom, I think it's fair to say the best game of this opening weekend was Saturday night in Sacramento. The Kings win game number one of their series against their Northern California foes in the Golden State Warriors. The first playoff game for the Kings in 17 years, their first playoff victory, 126-123, a one-possession game for the final eight minutes in 40 five seconds as we talk about the kings and the warriors in game number two tonight golden state a one and a half point favorite vecchio but guards are on display here in this series steph and clay they combined for 51 in game number one De'Aaron fox and malik monk former kentucky teammates now with the kings they combined for 70 points in game number one who do you think has the upper hand in game number two For me, it's going to be the Warriors. I think they're in a spot to bounce
3: back. We have seen them be very good historically at making in-series adjustments. We also see the Warriors as a very strong third-quarter team over the last few seasons because Steve Kerr and whatever they do at halftime, they make great in-game adjustments. And I think ultimately, if the Kings want to win this series, they have to close it out quickly. They cannot allow this to go to six or seven games because that's when the Warriors will shine. That's what Steve Kerr will shine. They make these in series adjustments. And I think one of them, the spots that I'm gonna be going to tonight would be Darren Fox under 27.5 points. He was very good in game one, as you mentioned. He also hit four threes from downtown, which I think is a little bit much considering the type of shooter that he is. Uh, he doesn't normally shoot that high of a volume or that high percentage from three points. So I think they will make that adjustment. In game one, they did a really good job of limiting Sabonis, and now it's time to turn their attention, make that adjustment to limiting the guards tonight.
1: And when you looked at the Aaron Fox's points in game number one, 38 tied or the second most in NBA history for a playoff debut, 29 of the 38 coming in the second half all right vecchio now we flip our attention to the ice the opening night of the nhl stanley cup playoffs and the league's best team all year long vecchio the boston bruins in action in their opening round series against the florida panthers also in the eastern conference the carolina hurricanes host the New York Islanders. Out West, the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild and the Edmonton Oilers, who have the league's best player by a mile, it seems. And Connor McDavid will host the LA Kings. Vecchio, of these four playoff matchups this evening, which one draws your attention the most?
3: Well, immediately it's going to be the Bruins just because I have a position on them dating back to October at 15 to 1. I would specifically look to Jake DeBrusque tonight over two and a half shots at sitting at minus 110. You know, top six role is going to be on one of the power play units. Uh, Ultimately, a great spot. I think when it comes to the Canes and the Isles and when it comes to the Stars and the Wild both of those series just scream under goals in basically every single matchup we have four very solid defensive teams we have four good goalies these are going to be slower traditional uh, playoff hard-hitting series where we're not going to see the offenses shine and when it comes to the oilers the kings have to look to slow them down and that means kind of dirty things up, muck up a little bit, slow down McDavid in whatever way they can do. Obviously, he's the best player on the planet by, like you said, a large margin. So if the Kings want to come away with the win, they can't be getting into 6-4 games with the Oilers because the Oilers right. are just simply better. And at that point, they would win the series.
1: The Bees, Panthers, the Oilers, Kings, those total six and a half for the other two games that Vecchio mentioned the Hurricanes and the Isles and the Wild and the Stars. Those playoff hockey totals at five and a half. So, a historic year for the Boston Bruins. The most ever points and wins in a single NHL regular season. They won the President's Trophy. We know about that slight curse. But as we enter the Stanley Cup postseason, the Bruins Vecchio, an incredibly short favorite relative to the rest of the field plus 340 for boston seven to one is the next best price for the reigning stanley cup champion colorado avalanche vecchio who do you think is boston's biggest challenger on their uh i can't think of the word on their hunt for a stanley cup that's what i was looking for
3: yeah i ultimately i do think it's the abs but at that price for the abs i don't love it the spot that i would go would be the vegas golden knights At 12 to 1, I think that they can certainly beat the Oilers and then matching up with either the Stars or the Avs on the other side is what I'm expecting. Those are going to be two really tough series. The the Vegas Golden Knights are a kind of team that flew under the radar, but they were just super consistent. Great defense, great goaltending. They're going to be getting Mark Stone back. They are trending in the right direction. And ultimately, I think that is a matchup where they can slow them down, not to mention the fact that Bruce Cassidy, the head coach for the Vegas Golden Knights, was the former coach for the Bruins for the past number of years. So if anyone knows how to slow down the Bruins, it would be their former coach. And I think that does present a really nice storyline if they were to meet in the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Quickly here, Becchio, only 30 seconds. You mentioned your prop play for the NBA tonight, your prop play for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, we need a home run prop as well. Where are we looking?
3: That would be with Brandon Lau for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, great hitting environment out in Cincinnati. There's 15 mile car winds blowing out. Hunter Green is on the mound. He throws gas for the Reds, but he's also very susceptible to the fly ball. With those winds blowing out, not a good spot.
1: At the great American ballpark, that's the jack of all trades. Fan duels Tom Vecchio. More of the morning after.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: it's game number two tonight in sacramento but it's always night time in pittsburgh welcome back to a monday live right here on the morning after on sports Group. i am ben stevens joining us live right now is our sportsbook conciliary for the advice on the odds it is dave Sherapan. as you will see based on the gear he is wearing that of the golden state warriors which Sherapan, i guess makes sense as your friends in the risk room have set the dubs as the favorites of for game number 2 tonight despite losing in Sacramento in game number 1 on Saturday evening. All of that explanation and more in our segment yeah. together. a Pan as always, we appreciate your time.
4: Great to see you, sir. Uh yeah, NBA playoffs have started uh full force. We got some we had some great games, some interesting storylines and um yep. you know, maybe by the end of all this we'll be able to mention a little bit of Hockey playoffs starting today as well. This is springtime. This is what we do in the sports book.
1: You bet you're sweet behind. We're talking a little Stanley Cup postseason to end out our segment (laughs) together. So, Sharapan, here we are after the opening weekend of the NBA playoffs. All eight series have their opening game now in the books. And I think the storyline yesterday, at the very least, was injuries and upsets. And that was seen in Milwaukee, with the NBA's best team all year long, the Bucks, who entered the Eastern Conference playoffs as the number one overall seed. But early in that first quarter, Giannis Antetokounmpo lands on his back. He really doesn't mm. play many more minutes. Only 11 yesterday. And the Bucks share band, despite being a nine-and-a-half point favorite, lose at home, 130-117 to Miami. I'm not going to ask for your overall reaction following mm. that opening game, but take it one step further. Milwaukee entered as the favorites to win the Eastern Conference Championship and the Larry O'Brien Trophy as an NBA champion as well. But following this opening weekend and the Bucks' game one loss, the Celtics have now moved in front of the Bucs. Sheridan, yes. do you think that is more a result of the Bucks getting upset in game number one or the injury to Giannis Um,
4: I think it's all a little bit of everything combined as well as how easily the celtics dismissed the hawks the day before so you kind of gotta i mean probably despite shames probably dropping a bag on them somewhere and you know a (laughs) lot of people that they're celtics fans all over the place going now it's time you know we're going to get some celtics um futures shored up a little bit the book's got to kind of react to that so you see Giannis go down and you go uh oh like now what and you have to I mean they, they went from such a big favorite just to win their series to minus 210 you have to yeah. put the Celtics in front of them because you don't know his status you do know the Celtics status right now they're going to beat the Hawks in four or five games they're, they're, that mm-hmm. is pretty apparent so they're moving on with an easy easier series and now the Bucks series against the Heat which many people may have thought you know, would have been four or five games is not going right. to be. So, and if it is, I mean, now they have to be a, the Bucks have to sweep them. If Giannis isn't healthy, there's there's, there's danger of losing the series. Sure. That's how big
1: that that uh, possible injury is the Bucks a minus 230 series outright favorite to knock off the heat a much Mm. smaller number than it was entering game number one but some time off for Giannis and milwaukee they don't play game number two until wednesday and the bucks remain a six and a half point home favorite boston like you mentioned cruising to a 13 point victory on saturday afternoon inside td garden up 30 at the halftime break, minus 2,500 is the number for the Seas to advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals. And yeah. the most likely outcome, Sherapan, as the books see it, Boston and five plus 145. Now, another upset yesterday, maybe not from public perception, but at least from the odds. The Lakers went Ooh. outright as a four point underdog in Memphis, 128. 112, A much closer game when Ja Morant exits just under six minutes remaining in that fourth quarter, only four points at that moment. But the Lakers take advantage, Sharapin. They pull away for a huge game, one upset in road victory. What does it signify for L.A., the rest of this playoff series, and maybe the rest of the postseason? Well, it
4: signifies that, I mean, obviously, when Ja is out, they have problems, but in the game, you know, now you see such a huge flip to the Lakers being a significant favorite. And again, yeah. this isn't a surprise. You know, we 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 came on last week, we came on the week before talking about all this Lakers momentum in the futures market. I mean, this is just uh another another step of them advancing here and then getting the winner of the other series here that we can we're gonna talk about. This is a legitimate path to the Western Conference Finals if they can get past right. this series, and um, odds makers and you know books have taken note, have been taking note that they are now. <laughs> there's the odd screen right there to win the Western Conference. They're the fourth choice despite being the seventh seed. So the Lakers are coming. Um, yep. As long as AD could feel his arm. That was that was a little bit uh, that was a little bit scary there for Lakers backers. They were like, "Oh no, it's happening again," and uh, the trepidation on the halftime line was was real um, because you had to know if he was coming back, and he did, and they took over that game at the end. And it's, the Lakers are are a viable option at least to win this series and advance into the next round.
1: Sherpin, entering this opening weekend of the NBA playoffs, this series between Memphis and L.A., a 2-7 matchup in the West, was the tightest series based on the odds. The Grizz entered as a minus-142 series outright favorite with L.A. taking game number one in the grind city. The Lakers now minus-250 to win this series outright. Sherpan, as we go around the Western Conference, that LA team in purple and gold won on the road yesterday in Memphis. The mm-hmm. other LA team, that is a combination of white, red, blue, and black, the LA all Clippers, clipper. went on yeah. the road in the desert against the Phoenix Suns, outright as a seven and a half point underdog. And Sherpan, yeah. all around the association yesterday, we saw injuries for the favored side, but the Clippers are probably going to play this series without Paul George. And despite getting that update before game number one last night in Phoenix, the Clippers went outright as a seven and a half point underdog. Sherri what was the biggest upset in your mind yesterday in the NBA playoffs? Oh, by far was the
4: heat. Um, but anytime you get three money line dogs, winning on a day when there's four games right. those chalk parlays don't get there a lot of people uh, right. a lot of people got beat up on those yesterday and the dog players win the only one that doesn't is a late steam you know and it it came the late steam while everybody was in bed and and the uh, the Nuggets ended up <laughs> totally blowing out the Timberwolves yep. um, now you, you'll see what will happen especially with a couple days off between now and then the next game, the dog money will come in. And most times the favorite will bounce back and win the other game. We we might have for the first time in a while, Ben, we might have some legitimate competitive extended first round series in the NBA.
1: True. And that's what we're all hoping for. And that's what we're hoping to see tonight in Sacramento for game number two now Dave Sherpen, Sacramento in its first postseason game in 17 years wins yes. at home on Saturday night 126-123 and the Kings closed as a slight favorite against yeah. Golden State but despite taking a 1-0 series lead despite winning and covering in game number one as we get ready for game number two tonight in Town, the Kings are an underdog. So, Sharapin, from that odds perspective, explain to me why Golden State is the favorite tonight like I have never understood a sports betting line before.
4: <laughs> Golden State's the, the favorite in the series. It's a pick 'em game. Um, you put out the number that you think someone's going to take the dog. We need to know where the point is. We know if we make the favorite Sacramento, that they're gonna bet Golden State so we need to make Golden State maybe a slight favorite which it is one and mm. a half one in places to see when they're gonna bet um, you know Sacramento and the and I mean out West people are waking up they already are it makes perfect sense to take mm. either side this game came down to the last possession Steph missed the runner yeah. for three to tie it I mean it's the it's a very competitive series Experience versus young guys, you know, up-and-comer versus the defending champion. And you're going to get arguments for both sides. The fascinating thing tonight is the total. That game went over the total last time. It opened up 240. 240 for an NBA playoff game, Benjamin. This isn't, you know, even my playoff games let alone you know our dad's playoff games and our you know our uncles this is not the same NBA and that's the that's the fun part of it but at the same time we're shooting threes all over the place and score points a little bit different than those physical series we saw you know back in the 90s when the Knicks were good
1: Our dad's NBA playoffs are long gone. I would agree with that. It's really a story of a team that has struggled on the road. Golden State 11 and 31 now, including game number one's loss in Sacramento and a Kings team that is riding the high of lighting that purple beam high up into the sky. We will see what happens in game number two. But Sherapan tonight starts the hunt for Lord Stanley's Cup, the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs in the boston bruins a league best all time 65 wins they put that on the line tonight in their opening game of this opening round of the playoffs against the florida panthers elsewhere in the east it's carolina and new york that being the islanders out west the dallas stars host the minnesota wild and the league's best player connor mcdavid and his team the edmonton oilers host the la Kings. sharepan which game are you most excited for this monday night Oh, I'm, I'm excited for all of them. Are you? you I can't all. Answer. Give me the one you're most excited
4: for. Well, this is like asking me my favorite play. When you guys ask me my favorite play, they're all my favorite yeah, play. Awesome. I have three kids. They're all my favorite. I love oh, them all the King. same, okay? But I can't wait for the Western Conference one. When you're long asleep, Benjamin, and yeah. all oh, of the morning it? crew and everything else, the Kings are playing the Oilers, Okay. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see the start of the Connor McDavid run. And I think, you know, reflected in the odds, the total six and a half in the game, I hope we see one of those games. But the last couple of times they've played have been, you know, quasi-playoff games, and we've seen unders. This is when it starts. You mentioned the Bruins. We've all seen the Bruins win enough all season long. President's Trophy yep. is a curse. Oh more than an award is there does it start tonight boston see. in five most likely scenario la edmonton's a long series
1: let's just we'll see well, Penn, you you mentioned talk about. The, the president's Trophy's curse in the last nine years the winner of the president's trophy the best regular season record in the sport oh, has not won a stanley cup only one of them has got out of the second round we'll see oh, how it man. plays out tonight more in the morning after up next see you boys out our two hours together here live on this monday on the morning after on sports read sirius xm channel 1 59. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well, including sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination to consume all of the Spiz Grizz content. That's sports grid. I am Ben Stevens. A huge night of playoff action in multiple sports. The Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight, as does game number twos of the opening round of this NBA postseason as well in Sacramento it's the Kings in the Warriors in Philadelphia it's the Sixers and the Nets we'll dive into those games here before we end out our two hours together before we say farewell and before we say goodbye it's time for an NBA playoff best bet and maybe one in the Stanley Cup postseason as well it is time for bye 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 When you lose by 20 points on the road in the first game of your playoff series, there's not many bright spots. But there was one for Brooklyn on Saturday afternoon in the city of brotherly love. Mikael Bridges scored 30 points for Brooklyn. He has transformed himself into the lead guy with this nets organization he is their leading scorer. He has played in 28 total games in a brooklyn nets uniform but 27 of them he actually played the entirety of a full minute he is averaging 26.1 points per game his points prop tonight against philadelphia is a little bit lofty following that 30 point performance against the sixers in game number one it's 26 and a half it's intriguing I'm not sure I'm going to dive in the entirety of the way. Also, Keegan Murray tonight, nine and a half points is his prop for Sacramento against Golden State. Just something to keep in mind. And then Dave Sharapan, our sportsbook conciliary, which means advisor, told me, go with the favorites. The Edmonton Oilers, minus 194 money line. The Boston Bruins, minus 220 money line in game number one. A little money line parlay, plus 113. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern.